Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray in London. I've got Cam in Florida. I've got Adam in Basingstoke. So welcome, guys. We're going to do a quick post-match analysis again. Unfortunately, another de- defeat for Tottenham against uh, the West Ham. It was their cup final. So we've lost one cup final this this season, guys. Let me just quickly go through the lineup. So obviously, I've got Tottenham lineups. I've got Larice in goal. got Royal at right back. Romero and Dyer at the centre-backs. Reguilon at left back. Then we've got Skip and Hoybieg. And then we've got uh, Sun, Mora, Undombele and Kane up front. So that was our lineup. Cam, do you want to cover the stats, please? Yes, I could do that very quickly for you. Um, but I think in this case, the stats definitely do lie. We had 62% of the possession. We had seven shots as opposed to 13 for West Ham. Uh, we both had four shots on target. Uh, we had four corners. They had two. Uh, <laughs> doesn't matter how many corners we have. We never score anyway. And uh, they committed 11 fouls and we committed four. I just want to go to another stat that might be of interest to you guys, which is... Um, which player, which Spurs player got the worst ratings of, of them all? And come as no surprise, it was actually Harry Kane. Yeah, we'll come on to Kane. It's a, a dire performance for him. Yep. So, is that it in, the, in terms of the, st- uh, the, the stats? There, dire, dire performance. Kane, yeah. are you mixing them up? <laughs> yeah. was, was that, was, is that you down on the stats then? Let's be down on the stats. Yeah, I don't really yeah, want to okay. dwell too much on it. it no, was, that's uh, fine. Let's, yeah. let's talk it about the first half then. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the first half. Adam, I'm going to come to you, mate. Give us your thoughts on the first half and how it went and how you think it was. I think we weren't too bad. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how we were going to start. Um, You know, West Ham have been in quite good form. Uh, They seem to have clicked the second time round under David Moyes. And, you know, he's he's been listening to the boards and they've actually brought in the players he wanted to instead of the owners bringing in the players they wanted to. So West Ham have really clicked this year. Um, I, I I thought it'd be guns blazing for West Ham. I thought they would look at us and think, right, OK, yep, open open gates. Uh, so I thought we didn't do too bad. I thought Romero was pretty, um, pretty solid. Um, and it was it was so nice and refreshing to see him move up the park, you know, trying to open things up, try and lay people off, do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just we just switched off, uh, like focus, like we always do, um, and we, and we got punished. Second half, we just absolutely got punished, and it, it was kind mm-hmm. of you could see the tide turning. Uh, they were creating more and more. Harry Kane. You know, the first half, I didn't really think he'd done a lot. Second half, he just looked jagged, looked so tired. Um, started coming in deep again to try and get more and make things happen. But he, to me, it just looked like off the pace. Yep. 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 Cam, your thoughts on the first half? Well, I mean, I really want to just quote Nuno here. We should give him a new name as well. And his new name should be Nuno, no, no, no. Because uh, when asked in an interview today uh, whether Spurs lacked creativity in the midfield, he gave a very succinct answer, which was, no, no, no. That was it. So I think we should rename him, no, 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 no. Um, because I think it's very clear we did lack that creativity. I mean, we can criticise Son and Kane as much as we want, but how much service did they get? How many times did they get the ball? 
And what, what actually, I mean, and when they did, they created a couple of good chances. I mean, Kane should have scored with that header, I thought, in the first half. I mean, he rocketed it straight at the keeper. Son could have squared it to Kane. He would have had an empty net when he went, when he decided to go one-on-one. Um, and I, th- I thought for the first 10 minutes, we would look like we were going to get overrun. And West Ham came out to really press high and hard. And I, th- I think the word out there is that if you press Tottenham hard, they crumble. Um, well, Newcastle did it in the first few minutes and got a goal. Um, so I think Moyes' strategy was to get out there. And I'm glad that we actually managed to survive that. We, I didn't think we would because it looked like we were going to be overrun in the first 10 minutes. But after that, we sort of took control of the game. But I think as a Spurs fan, what upset me is the way we take control of these games. Yeah, look at the stats, 62, 68% of possession, but it's all passing backwards. It's all slowing the game down and just taking any oomph out of the game. There's no urgency. There is nothing. And I'm going to talk about the second half in a minute. But the lack of urgency and the lack of just completely moving it to a snail's pace the game is, you know, it, it's lackluster and, and, you know, it's good to watch if you're trying to sleep. But it ain't much good to watch the football match compared to any of the other teams. So I could, apart from those chances that we saw, which we normally on a good day, they could have put more. I still couldn't see where the creativity was coming from or where the goals were going to come from, to be honest. So nil-nil was no surprise to me in the, at the end of the first half. Yeah, and one of the things I noticed was most of the creative passing was coming from people like Dyer and Romero because people like Winks and Hoiberg, they can only pass it back and they can only pass it sideways. They can't pass it, pass it, pass it forward. So it must be like starvation for Son and Kane. And mm. um, I, I noticed one time where we had actually had a corner and from the corner, I don't know how, but it actually managed to get back to Lloris from the corner, which is unbelievable, really. So it, it shows you that... Sorry. I was going to say that there was a time when Skip got a free kick, which is in, in their third, and the ball went all the way back. Yeah. Rather than normally you'd put the players in the box, put a ball in the box, try and do something. I mean, I, I know that's all try, tried and tested practice that every single team does. But somehow Spurs have a, have a, new, a new way of playing, which is get it back to that, your own goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, it's the most stupidest thing I've ever seen. <clears throat> Staying on the first half, Adam, did you see anything in that first half which was different to what Mourinho would have played? Or is that like another Mourinho performance? No, I think you're right. I think you're bang on. Um, I think they play a similar type of football. Um, it's not the Nuno that I knew at Wolves. Uh, Cam brought it up perfectly, you know, where they keep on moving it from the back four, uh, moving it to the wings. If they can't go forward, they then switch it back again until someone comes in deep to... Um, to collect, but they seem to do this thing which really annoys me on the wings. You know, if they start bombing down the wing, if there's one player that will close them down, they won't take them on, they won't try and drive forwards or someone will overlap. They will literally just pass it back and then it will go back again and start rotation. Um, and it, it just seems we slow things too down, we don't hit on the break, we don't move the ball quick enough. Football's simple game, it's, it's pass Ooh. and move. Mm. You know, create spaces, create runs. And we we just don't do that. We're the slowest team moving the ball around. Like, mm. we've got plenty of time. Um, and even, you know, when the clock's ticking and, you know, we're a goal down or two goals down, there, there is no urgency. There's no one really shouting and communicating, come on, you know, let's, let's press these guys. Let's, let's push up and let's move this ball quicker. Um, it, is it Mourinho? 2.0 it could it could be um 
you know, the only difference I think from Mourinho Nuno is Mourinho, you know, he's animated on the sidelines, you know, or he's animated at the ref. He's having to go at the ref or the, you know, the, the fourth official or whatever. Nuno just stands there like a, you know, a spare right. one at a party. And, um, you know, there, there's nothing from him. And you, when you compare it on the TV today between Nuno and Moyes, Moyes is actually coaching his team on the sidelines as the game's going on. Nuno's thinking about his holidays, you know, when he's going to get sacked and thinking where he's going to go and spend that paycheck. And, you know, it's, it's the, the, tra- the difference between the two is, is unbelievable. But I think it's Mourinho 2.0. Yep, yep. Cam, just a quick comment on Nuno, the first half, and then we'll move to the second half. Any, any thoughts on it? I, I mean, I was right. There was nothing from Nuno. Nuno put it, he, he, he showed zero emotion. He showed zero anything. I mean, they, he was so lacklustre that normally when you watch a game, they're always cutting in towards the manager. They didn't even bother cutting in towards him. I don't think it was his, I saw his face maybe for a brief second in the whole of the, of the, uh, of the first half because he showed absolutely nothing. There was no screaming. There was no urgency. I mean, I watched um, Chelsea yesterday, scored seven against um, Norwich. And in the first few minutes when they um, missed a good chance to score, I mean, Tuchel was going absolutely ape. He was shouting, screaming at his players. He was going mad. I mean, this is a team that was about to win 7-0. Yeah. Uh, he was going, he would not tolerate that level of mistake. No, no. Didn't even unfold his arms, I don't believe, for the whole first half. And I know what it does to, to, to us fans. It actually literally is... Uh, uh, I mean, let, let's take the example. of Liverpool's idea of winning a game is to bomb forward with some of the best players in the world, overwhelm a team. It's like a tidal wave just comes over that team and they just take them straight down. Tottenham's strategy bore the other team to sleep and to death. Maybe they'll then fall asleep and then we can get around them and stick the ball, one goal in the net. Yeah, and, okay. you know, when we used to talk about boring, boring Arsenal, 1-0, right, that boring Arsenal now seems like probably the most exciting team anyone's ever seen compared to this yep. Spurs. Yep, okay. Yep, I think, unfortunately, you're very close to the truth there. Adam, let's go to the second half now. So we went into the nil-nil in the first half, which, you know, they had a few chances. We had a couple of chances, so it was a good result. What changed in the second half? Why didn't we push on... We had a few chances, I think, uh, you know, Skip missed a corner. Um, yeah, it was a, a yeah. cross in the middle, Skip missed it and stuff like Kane, yeah. et cetera. Uh, and, you know, I think Ondombole didn't pass. But why weren't we able to execute those? I mean, what's happened now? Uh, I don't think we're getting in the right positions. Um, really unlucky for Skip not to put that away. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it would have been brilliant for him. Um, I think we just we ran out of ideas. Yep. You know, I don't know what was said in the dressing room, if it was, okay, boys, more of the same. Um, we just, we didn't create enough. There's there's no real spark. There's no real um, going back, you know, urgency. There's no, you know, there, there's no sort of, right, okay, we're still in this. We can win this. You know, there's no belief. And uh, I think we just really struggled. And I think they sensed that as well. Uh, and they started to open us up more and more and um, pushed us back. And they they just passed and moved the ball a lot better in the second half. Um, you know, and Domble, slight improvement, um, you know, from his usual 15 to 20%, I think he went up to about 30% today, mm-hmm. you know, had a couple of good um, passes. But, you know, you can't justify him really playing. Um, 
but like I said, if you if you haven't got Skip, uh, sorry, if you haven't got Kane and Son on form, or they're not getting the service from Mora or um, anyone else, then you know, really, what what are you going to create? I thought Mora was poor today. What do you think, Adam? What do you think, of Mora? Mora has been poor. Mora seems to have sort of fits and starts where he does well. I I, I still haven't worked out what his best position is. Um, and I think Mora is someone who thrives on confidence, thrives on the, the team, you know, doing well. Um, and like I said, he seems to come a little bit more alive when Harry Kane, I don't know what it is when Harry Kane isn't playing. And him and Son, you know, do really do well together. Uh, he was quite quiet today. So, and I just didn't understand the, the substitutions late yeah, on. You know, you, you, yeah, we'll talk about substitutions, but just the okay. second half performance wasn't that great. Cam, what's your well, thoughts no, on the second half performance? No shots in the second half. I believe we had zero shots in the second half. And I go back to what I said about the first half. I, I mean, okay. Uh, they got a kick. Well, let's talk about their goal first. Um, up until then, I would have thought that we were pretty much in control of the game. It wasn't going anywhere. Nothing was happening. Um, there were a couple of chances. I mean, Lloris came out and swept up very well, I thought, a couple of times, you know. And it was good to see the old Lloris running forward again. I mean, before the last couple of seasons, he seemed to have been a bit stuck, you know, and it's good to see him free himself up a bit. I thought that was good. And I was very encouraged by that. Um, and then Regulon beats the player, hands the ball straight back. They get a, a good shot on target. You know, Dyer managed to put a block in and Lurie's pulls off a good save and they get a corner from which they score. I mean, it's typical Spurs, isn't it? Another stupid mistake. Just a quick one, Cam, wasn't it? Relate to last year when Harry Winks just had to woof it upfield. He tried to beat the player. Exactly yes. the same thing happened again. It's calm. This time, he actually passed it to him. And he had and zero pressure. The player was, what, five feet away from him? And he just, like, did a pass straight to the because he, he beat tried to beat, player. he tried to beat him, and he stuck his leg out. Yeah, so he beat the first player, and it's just it's just un, unfathomable at this level that you can be so um, ridiculous. I know that the rest of the team were falling asleep, and then Harry Kane defending against Antonio. I mean, it, it, it was shocking. He didn't even put a foot in. He didn't even get in front of him. He let him stand goal side in front of him and stood behind him. What you, what you, apart from giving away a penalty from that position, what else can can you do when you let a player get that goal side on that side of you well, um, between the ball and, and where you are? It's just nothing you can do. Uh, well, that was shocking defending, I have to say. Um, but then, okay, so the goal goes in. We've still got, what, uh, 20, 20 odd minutes to go in the game. And you think, okay, boys, you know, get up there. Mistakes happen. A horrible, horrible mistake. Do something. But guess what we did? Pass back, pass back, pass back, pass back. Believe it or not, in that last 20 minutes, we didn't even have a shot. We got a couple of times in the box, lost the ball. Everybody lost the ball. And nobody could see where the goal was coming from. And there was no creativity. So go back to Nuno's comment. Mr. No, no, no. There's no problem with creativity in the team. Was he watching the same game we were? Let me ask you, one of the things I saw in the second half was we're 1-0 down, you would have thought we were 3-0 up. We were just passing it around like, you know, there's no urgency, like you said. Nothing happening. And and Nuno wasn't even trying to G him up from the side. He's just sitting there with his arms crossed. Arms crossed. The first thing you do when you go down at that rate when your team's been playing pretty well or whatever is you get your team, you've got to push them up. 
even if he was going like this, you know, get up there, something, right, push them up. And it's got to be a spark to make a change. There's 20 minutes to go. The other team's been playing 70 minutes. They're tired. Fresh legs are needed. Bring somebody on. You've got Gil comes on in the last 10 minutes. I don't know what you expect him to do in, in that time. And he lost the ball a couple of times. And um, and we expect Los Celso to produce some miracle. He hasn't been able to do it for the last three seasons. Why is he going to do it in the last 10 minutes? The point is, is um, everybody knows that there should have been some changes earlier on. He has no strategy for, are you going to come on to substitution for, for how to game manage when we go down? And we saw yeah. that against Arsenal. Yeah. Adam, we, what's your thoughts we, on... We will come down, but, you know, making, we have to have some strategy for Hold on a second, Cam. What, Adam, what's your thoughts on Nuno making substitution with, like, 10 minutes to go? What effect can players have with, like, 10 minutes to go? Can you try and explain what the thinking is behind those substitutions? It's, it's, it's pointless. Absolutely pointless. They're not going to change the game. Um, they're not going to gain anything. You know, they're, they're not going to gain any extra fitness. Um, I, I scratch my head, really. I, I really did not understand it. Um, you know, going back to Cam's uh, point about Nuno and being on the sidelines and, and stuff like that, not Ging them up, you know, trying in, in the last 20-odd minutes and stuff like that. There's times when I looked at him and I just thought, is he's so lost? Are they really listening to his instructions? Has he emotionally given up? Because I don't know any other manager who would just sit there so quietly throughout the whole game and literally not shout any instructions. The only time I actually saw that Nuno spoke to one of his players was when regular come off. Uh, he shook his hand, he held his arm, and he was saying, in, saying, you know, quite a quite a big dialogue to him that, you know, he should have done this and he should have done that. And maybe this is why he's taking him off and stuff like that. Um, and I, I just couldn't understand it. I was like, you know, why, why are you not shouting at your players? Why are you not coaching them? If they're not listening to you, why not shout at the pitch and, you know, try and get them to, you know, if it's one of the right backs or, you know, Hoiberg or Kane, you know, just try and, shout instructions boys yeah. throughout that game you know he's winning straight through the second half his arms are up in the air he's against you know the side ref and he's shouting at his players you know constantly push up mark him um you know quick balls quick transition Nuno was nothing like that he was just an absolute ghost absolute ghost and oh. his face was just emotionless you know there was there was just no response Yep, yep, yep. Even I'd even expect one of his side coaches to, like, you know, come up and start shouting. How many times have we seen Spurs coaches where their assistants would come up or other teams, their assistants would come up and shout um, to the players? So it's just, I, I don't understand it. I really don't. No, that's a very good point. Yeah, I don't understand what's going on. Cam, just a quick thought on Nuno, and then we're going to add the next part of the uh, post match analysis. Quick, quick thought on yeah. Nuno. Is I he given up, up, do you think, already? I think we've given up. I mean, you know, it's just, just nothing more to say. I mean, you know, there's, if you read his interview notes or see the interview that he gives, he, he, he just doesn't seem to get it. I don't think that Spurs are playing how they should be playing. Like I said in, in our last uh, podcast, I mean, I, I did compare him to a bowel surgeon. I now compare him to a, a, a chiropodist. Um, uh, trying to perform brain surgery. I mean, the guy's not even, you know, he really is out of his depth and he's not the manager. Even if for this, if the team, every single player was playing to their potential, I don't believe Nuno's the player, to, the man to get the best out of them. 
That is my okay. problem there. All right. Okay, Ken. So, guys, the next uh, part of this is what we call the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, um, f- based on a famous spaghetti western, so the good is obviously what you like, the bad is what you didn't like, and the ugly is what you just, you know, the ugly is the ugly. So, let's start with you, Adam. What's, who's your good and who's your bad and who's your ugly? Uh, the good is Larice. Thought you made some brilliant saves today, especially the deflection off Dyer. Um, you know, tipped it over the, the crossbar, World Cup, you know, amazing save uh, and reactions as well. So, yeah, I thought he was the good. Uh, Romero, I thought he was the good as well. The ugly is definitely going to uh, Nuno. Um, and the bad is just how the team played. Just gutless. Okay, I'm going to go next. I'll leave Cam to think about his. The good, I thought Romero did well. The only thing I didn't like is it's, it's always going to get a yellow card, that guy. And he, he he picked a fight with Fornells, got yellow carded, then he could have got sent off after that. But he's always going to get yellow card. But I thought he played well. And I thought... You know, I think I think he did well. The bad is as as uh, you know. I thought Regulon wasn't that great, really. Defensively, I don't think he's that great. Um, to- Andombele wasn't that great. And one to the good, I would actually add Skip as well. And the ugly, well, again, I have to go with Nuno. He's the ugly guy. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't he doesn't spout any confidence or inspiration from the sidelines. These guys look to the sidelines. See this guy stroking his beard. You know, what What was that? So Nuno's definitely the ugly for me. <laughs> Cam, let's go for your good, bad and the ugly, please. Well, I mean, the good for me, I think you've both covered it. I, I mean, I'm going to say Skip as well, and Romero were definitely the highlights there. I think Dyer had a good game. I didn't yeah. see him put a foot, foot wrong either. I think, you know, again, um, and uh, but the, 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 there is very little good outside of that, to be honest with you. Larissa already mentioned, I thought I liked the way that he started sweeping up. And coming forward, um, and it seems to me as the captain that Lloris has been begging um, Nuno to switch to a back three, and since Nuno won't, Lloris has put himself into the back three. So he's been coming out to sweep up. It seems to me. Yeah. Um, anyway, he's doing that. I thought he did quite well there. Um, the bad, removing those three, every single player on that field was bad. There, you know, for me, I'm, I was absolutely horrified by. Um, Ndombele and uh, Mora's performance. Zero, the lack of creativity and the lack... Of, yeah, they put in a few good balls. Yes, they did a couple of good passes in a 90-minute game, but consistently all through the game, giving us anything anything that we could, uh, our front two could lash onto. It's easy to attack Kane. It's easy to attack Son. But they're living off breadcrumbs. They're getting absolutely nothing at all. And, uh, I mean, you know, in any other team, these guys would be scoring for, 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 for Toffee. I mean, you know. Well, who's your ugly team, then? Who's your, your bad, who's your bad who's and the ugly? The ugly is, um, well, I mean, you're both giving the poor ugly guy, right? I mean, I'd give his whole t- whole coaching staff the ugly, to be honest with you. Or let's give it to Daniel Levy. I mean, he's okay. pretty ugly okay. for what he can. Quick question I forgot to ask you guys. Adam, come to you very quickly. Was it a penalty or not, um, uh, Zuma challenge on uh, Ndombele? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I think it was a penalty as well, but they didn't give it. Yeah. What do you think, Cam? Well, I think that it, in every single time it would be given a penalty, but unfortunately it's the only reason why it wasn't a penalty was because of Ndombele's absolute own fault or rather than... To, uh, touching the ball like most players do, he steps on it and slips, and then he fouls him. If he had just tapped that ball anywhere, that was a penalty. But when you look at it, he, fought, he puts his foot on top. I mean, who does that? He, has a, to, to, he totally miscontrolled that ball, and then the foul came in, and he was already going over. Um, any other time, that 100% sure shot penalty. The only reason it wasn't a penalty is because of Endombele's bad play. 
He actually okay. took a hundred percent penalty and turned it into a no penalty. Yep. So, okay, excellent. Let's come to your closing thoughts now. I'm going to come to Adam. What's your closing thoughts on this performance, Adam, and what, what you took away from it? Um, taking away from it, a lot of work. Changes need to be done. Um, New manager? Formation. Formation, yeah, yeah, manager. I, I kind of hope that Paratic, Hitchin, um, whoever's looking after Nuno kind of has a word and says, you know, what, what's what's happening. And I kind of hope they've been going into the dressing room at half-time and full-time as well and just sort of scoping out what's what's being said to the players and keeping an eye on training because it it, it won't stay like this. It can't stay like this. Uh, I think it will. I think um, Heretic and Levy, I think they're going to be stubborn. Um, obviously, they you know they they don't want to go on another manager search and um, you know a media circus with this. Who who will they be able to attract to Spurs? Um, but things have things have definitely got to change. I actually think I don't think the players play for him. Um, I think that's so clear, and I think Nuno's checked out. I really think he's checked out. So <laughs> I, I don't see much positivity at the moment. I really don't. Uh, other than Skip, I think it's been really refreshing. Um, and his his loan to Norwich has improved him so much as a player. And it's quite nice to see that, you know, he's showing that week in, week out. He's getting stuck in. He looks like he's got passion. He wants to play. Um, and he's, he's showing the other, the other team, you know, the other players up, really. Okay, Adam, that's great. Thanks very much. Uh, Cam, closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Well, I mean... We all, we, we've probably landed in the right spot. We are very, very mediocre mid table team and, um, really look good against someone like Newcastle who can't haven't won a game yet and a very average, uh, Aston Villa. We looked half decent against them. Uh, Arsenal ripped Aston Villa to, to, to shreds the other night. I mean, we looked half decent against them. But as soon as we come up against a team that has got a slight bit of organization that slightly knows how to play some decent football, we don't stand a chance. West Ham, we are with definitely second best. Um, we're going to be second best even after what's happened at Manchester today. Um, they're going to bring the season back on track against Tottenham. I know we're going to talk about I'm that. I'm going to cover that in the last part of yeah, the prediction. Uh, what I wanted to say is that um, the, the thing that Nuno's done, apart from setting another record soon of losing every London derby that he's been involved in, so this is, what, number three already out of nine games, uh, we're now going to lose to Brentford and we could have a clean sweep there. Um and we've lost to Palace, so that's four, sorry, excuse me. Uh, and I think I think the biggest worry for me, Ray and Adam, is the fact that Nuno's checked out, as Adam says, but he's been getting all the Spurs fans to check out. We're all losing hope now. It's not about, you know, we were getting really angry with the bad performances. We're actually beginning, getting into a position where we just give up and we just don't care. I mean, nobody seems to care. And we're losing okay. the young fans. I think that's a great point. You know, I actually, when we lost, I actually, I know this sounds really horrible, but I actually didn't care. I really didn't care. I thought it's another loss. We always lose. We didn't play well. Nothing's different. I couldn't no care less anymore. You know, so Unless things change, angry. you know, we're going to lose all the fans. It's so hard to get angry and passionate because it's just, again, the same old... This is actually what happened against Vitesse. It's history repeating itself. Yeah, yeah, it's the, yeah exactly. It's the, what's happened is that what Nuno has been very successful at is actually planting disinterest right from the top all the way through the players, and now he's rolling it out into us and into the fans. 
players aren't interested, he ain't interested, and now we're all losing interest. So just let's go to the final part of the post-match analysis, which, which is the Manchester United prediction. Um, another um, bad thing was that um, Paul Pogba got sent off, so he's not going to be available, unfortunately. He was hoping he could play. He's not very good. So Pogba's not going to be there. But let's go for a prediction. Come on, Adam. Uh, you know, normally we're the team to bring everybody's season back to life, so we'll, obviously we're going to do it for United as well. What's your prediction for next week? After, I, I just think we're going to lose 3-0. I, absolutely. And, you know, I really I don't want to say that, but I actually think we're going to, this will be Nuno's last game. Ooh. I think it's going to be another AVB, you know, uh, I think it was against Chelsea, we just got annihilated. And, I think Liverpool, we lost 5-0 and then he got fired after that AVB. So yeah. I think hopefully it might be the same, we'll see. But I don't know, I'm not sure what it's going to change, who we're going to get in at this late stage. But So you reckon 3-0 to United, Adam? Yeah. Yep. Cam? Well, I've got two, two scores. One is Solskjaer gets sacked tomorrow morning. Conte comes in and we lose probably 4-0 because he just reshapes that team immediately. Because let's face it, on paper, there's a damn strong team just not playing, clicking right. And it just needs that person to shake him up. Bring Conte in and we're dead. Solskjaer stays, I think we could get a draw. A 1-1 and we might even be able to nick it 2-1. So it really depends what happens at United. Yeah, but, um, I don't think the they're going to get rid of him because he's a fan favourite. I don't think so. I, I'm I going think he's for... a fan favourite after today. But anyway, I think we'll lose 3-1. I think Adams will get a goal, but we'll lose 3-1. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. So We're going to recharge his career, you mean? Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll restart his career for him like we, did, <laughs> like we do for everybody. We're a good team like that. We like starting. We, we start Listen, guys, I know it's a really difficult time today. Really, really bad performance. You know, I don't know. Where the hope's coming from, I can't actually see any hope coming anywhere. But um, thanks for joining the the podcast. This is Ray Spurs 95.1. Thanks to Adam in Basingstoke, Cam in Florida. And we will see you on the next podcast, hopefully after a win against uh, Manchester United. We can always live in hope, can't we? Thanks, guys. Take care. See you later. Bye-bye. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Let's get a come on, you Spurs from you, Adam. Come on. Come on, you Spurs. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch, continue the debate, and let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.